partner's headrest safe. This is a Christmas gift that should be on your list. Actually, should you go out and get it and get it as a Christmas gift for somebody? Uh, it's a really great innovation in automotive and how you store, you know, everything. Like if you want to keep something secure out of plain sight in your vehicle, the headrest safe is the thing to do. It's pretty self-descriptive. It is a headrest safe. It is on the passenger side. It's sure no safety hazards for drivers. Now, it, blend, it blends seamlessly with your car's interior. Lower profile uh, version is also in development, too. They have color options in both cloth and uh, pleather that match over 80% of the cars sold in the U.S. It locks into the seat to prevent unauthorized removal. All kinds of colors, materials, uh, multi-layer security. So here's the cool thing. I mean, it's designed as a gun safe, but it can be also, obviously, secure storage for anything you want. Jewelry, medication, cash, other valuables. Now, you can get to your items in just two and a half seconds as a magnetic access door, user-friendly biometric fingerprint reader. And it comes not just with that biometric access, but a backup keypad and a hard key, too. It is totally invisible. I mean, and this and Headrest Safe are the only people that provide this. You got guaranteed peace of mind, backed by 100% money back guarantee. The Headrest Safe caters to anybody. I was the first presidential candidate to say, if you are here on a student visa as a foreign national, you're making common cause with Hamas, I'm canceling your visa and I'm sending you home. No questions asked. Second, I have friends here in Florida who their kids do not feel safe even going to university campus at all outside of the state of Florida. You have Jewish students fleeing for their lives at Cooper Union. Joe Biden should have the Department of Justice on these college campuses and holding the universities accountable for civil rights violations. So I there was a very interesting discussion that kicked off yesterday at the debate about all of this. And we're going to talk about some of it today because there's I, I there's I think there's a I think some people, some of the people on that stage didn't exactly know what was being discussed, I think. And I don't know. I, I watched last night's debate. I was kind of doing some double duty. Uh, and so we didn't hold the, the normal chat stuff. Your girl's been burning it at both ends. But um, it, it was probably the most substantive debate. And also, I think one of the... Uh, some of the most annoying moments, I think, uh, also took place in this debate. But there was there was this uh, uh, this particular issue about students on college campuses, and it was something that Vivek Ramaswamy was trying to be a libertarian on. But that's not he doesn't get it. Welcome to the show, Dana Lash here with you uh, at the start of this first hour. On Thursday, we're almost through the week, uh, and bear with me. I'm fighting a horrible migraine today because it went. It, we dropped. What is it like a 20 degree drop yeah. in seven hours? So your girl is dealing with it right now. So I, I appreciate your understanding. Uh, so we're gonna I, we're gonna dive into all of this. We also have the latest with uh, Israel and the uh, ongoing. Uh, response to the war that Hamas decided to start with them. So let's just start with the debate, because like I said, I watched it as much as I could. Lorraine was keeping me updated in the beginning, because like I said, your girl was doing double duty last night. And um, I got a couple thoughts. On this issue specifically, on the issue of the students on college campuses, There is a nuance here, and I realize that we live in the most mind-boggling, stupid time ever in human history. Back when our, 
cavemen forefathers existed, they were smarter than we are now. See, we like to think that our technology and that our, you know, uh, be able to have our grocery deliveries and all of this stuff, that this somehow translates into wit and it doesn't. Uh, I mean, it's just literally the stupidest time to be alive. And I was noticing this as there was a, a number of back and forth on the issue of students on college campuses. And I say this because uh, the Vivek Ramaswamy was trying to argue, again, this like weird, he was trying to be the libertarian on this. You guys know how I feel about him. I have not hit it because I have enough respect for my audience. You guys know exactly how I feel. I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Any commentator, by the way, who is on air or on your television or you're watching online, if they act like that they don't have a preference. They are so full of it and they're lying to you. I guarantee it. And you should just disregard them, honestly, because they're all trash humans. They're trash. They're lying to you at this point. They know better. Either that or they're too stupid to follow. And you don't want, why would you watch anybody who's not following along? Anyway, so I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of him as a politician because I think he's shady as all get out as a politician. Sh- wait, wait a minute. All politicians are shady. Shady-er because he flip-flops And changing your mind is one thing, but then not explaining why you changed it and then accusing other people of misquoting you when they accurately quoted you and literally played for you your own video, a la libs of TikTok, then that's a problem. So the the issue where they were talking about the students on college campuses, for instance, uh, DeSantis was saying, yeah, he should have these. Uh, you know, they, uh, the DOJ on college campuses, you know, look at the, uh, what the college campuses have been doing with these students, et cetera, et cetera, because a lot of their stories of professors that have been failing Jewish students or professors that have been penalizing students who write papers wherein they still, I've literally have friends who have kids that are dealing with this now. That's why it's not, for me, it's not anecdotal because I'm literally hearing from people that I have known for over a decade who have kids that are literally dealing with this right now with receipts and i am just my mind is blown and it really pisses me off when i hear people act like oh well they're not really doing anything it's a you know it's a free speech issue these kids are paying for unbiased education and they're not getting it do you see what i'm saying here how is it how in the hell is it a title IX violation for everything else but like uh, but uh, and in a, a case of discrimination for everything else but not for this so the the point was on that issue and also students who are demonstrating on college campuses in favor of Hamas I don't think I think uh, my belief and this is where I get very because how many how much money do college how much money does co- do all these college campuses receive a lot of the ones that have been in the news have these crazy high uh the crazy endowments right they have a big giant endowment fund billion it was over like two billion some crazy billions of dollars endowments and they were all receive federal funding to some extent or another why in the world are we subsidizing this behavior and this treatment and this discrimination on college campuses. No one ever brings it up in the context of Jewish students. Nobody brings it up in the context of Asian students. Nobody brings it up in the context of Christian students. But oh my gosh, if you're a dude, you want to tuck it and call yourself a chick. Ah, it's all this. So to my point, they were discussing the issue of this, these demonstrations too on college campuses, particularly students who are here at the, at the grace of the United States, not a citizen, 
And this isn't an immigration issue. This is, can you just be chill and not support terrorism? It's one thing to be like, I'm not very much a fan of your president, or I'm not a fan of your governor, or I'm not a fan of, you know, that's one thing. But to be literally out in the student square and protesting to kill the Jews and protesting singing genocidal chants from the river to the sea, and I explained the original Arabic of that last week, and doing all of this stuff, who is you to be here by our grace and favor on our college campuses promoting terrorism? GTFO. That's what he's talking about. And I felt like Vivek was trying to take a very like libertarian. This is not a libertarian stance. Our federal funds go towards this stuff. We're subsidizing it. Therefore, it becomes a pay for play issue. I just, I don't know. I, I Some of the stuff that I heard last night, I was, there were some moments. So the best moments and the worst moments of this debate. Kane, did you watch this debate, by the way? Um, you did. You be, watched it. You watched it twice, probably, didn't no, you? Because you loved it so much. I actually was late getting to it and then was kind of uninterested. There's a couple of points. Wait, I'm sorry. This is where you were kind of uninterested. Yeah. There w- it was the most substantive on... Yeah, yeah, compared to the last two It made me want to drink. No, you're right, compared to the last two. I never, ever have had an inkling to do drugs, but I thought maybe (laughs) doing them would have made it better. Come on. Yeah, it was that bad, though, honestly. It was pretty rough. Uh, It was pretty rough because a lot of it we've heard before. Yeah. I'm so tired. But I do appreciate that the stage was smaller. I guess, what's his face? Gift card McBurgham couldn't sell enough to get up on there? I don't know. Um, Can I just ask, why is Chris Christie on the stage? He is like a violent Eeyore, isn't he? A hungry, violent Eeyore. He's very, but also, hey, Trump, and then just mean. He just is, is very interesting. So you had, I mean, really, uh, yeah, I had actually forgotten that Mike Pence suspended his campaign. You know, I never even talked about that on air because it literally does not register with me. <laughs> I didn't, I just didn't care. I didn't miss that. I just didn't care. Uh, Tim Scott has got, he's real nice and all. He seems real nice. He got to go. I mean, I, he was put me to sleep every time he talked. He brought a lady to the debate last night. She was good looking. He brought a lady with him. Mm, just saying, just saying. He had a lady friend there with him. The, the press was saying that they were holding hands. Oh, I'm just saying. She's real pretty too. So I'm just going to put that up. But he bored me half to death. But, except when he was talking about dragging us into world war three he was like a little Lindsey graham up there wasn't he little Lindsey. that's what he was like up there bomb all the damn things bomb 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 between him and nikki haley my gosh now i'm gonna tell you something i'm not a fan of nikki haley uh i don't i think that she and tim scott tim scott i think did his best but i don't think he won the debate uh i think he did the best of all of the debate performances but i don't think he i don't think he won it uh not at all and I think that Nikki Haley had some moments and then she ruined them, promptly ruined them. And then the one that was, it wasn't a strength to her. I think it just showed, wait, when I'm going to get to this. And she and Vivek Ramaswamy, can we just, should we just do this? Just a good. So uh, this is, let's see, it, this was Ramaswamy's worst debate because he got way personal. I mean, if you're going to be, you know, if you're, if you're, it was basically like somebody fed Trump into like an AI machine and it spit out Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out. It was Trump in a Vivek mask. I, I, I'm somewhat joking. 
Because, you know, Vivek in some issues, he just sounded like he was totally out of his depth. So I'm partially joking on that. But Audio Soundbite 4, they were arguing over TikTok. And just so you know, I don't know how old Nikki Haley's kids are because I don't care. Unless they're snorting coke in the White House, I don't care. I don't care about your kids. I don't. Can I just be that person for a second for all of us? I don't care about your family. I don't care about your kids. What are you doing for me, the voter? It's all about me. It's all about Princess Voter Dana. That's all it is. It's all about Princess Voter you and Prince Voter you. That's all it is. Nothing else matters, like Metallica said. So I was listening to this. I don't even know how many kids she has. If I fell over them in my living room, in my living room, I wouldn't know them. So they had this back and forth. And just listen to this. Audio soundbite four. Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in laughing, the eye. Lying. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually oh, using the app for a oh long boy. time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your you voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just... Well, you missed that part. You, yeah, you cut it off. What the hell? Why did you cut off the soundbite? Well, we... I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley have her supporters. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. Off. That's fine. Here's the truth. Okay, so fast forward it. You, we gotta, that... Guys, play the whole bite. Got to play the whole thing. When it ends with you're just scum, you don't cut it off. At, you... Right. What did she say at the end? Why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last <sighs> debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your, your voice. Adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is... Act- okay, there it was. You're just scum. That's not what she wanted to say. We had to go through all of that. Just to feel, That's why we play the whole cuts. We had to go through all of that. I had to listen to him say that twice. Ugh. So that was that happened. I don't know how, how old is her daughter. I don't know. Someone someone told me it was a teenager. Someone told me it was a twenty something year old. Uh, that's irrelevant because I don't care. I have never cared less about anything in my life except the rules of football. Don't care. Don't care. The point is that it looked lame as all get out for Vivek to be like, well, you hit me about TikTok. You better take care of your own household. He could have just said, well, you're members of your own. If he had to bring it up, he could have just said members of your own family are on TikTok. And I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to hit her on hypocrisy. But then he pooped the bed like he told Amber Heard, here, hold my beer. And he defecated in his own bed because he went, he added he added the whole, you got to take care of your own house before. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you all something. There's certain things you do not say to women. Okay. Certain things that are not said. The first is calm down. Guarantee you, chick will not calm down when you tell her to calm down. She will get more uncalmed. Okay. The second is take care of your own house. You will get stabbed with whatever tool is lying around. If there is a neoprene flip-flop laying on the ground, it will like penetrate you. It will impale upon you. That is how mad you will make a woman. Those are things you do not say. He did it on purpose. We're going to talk more about this because I was, by the way, I don't like, I'm not a fan of either of them. I just think it's funny 
But that's something you don't say to a woman. We're going to get into some of the other bright points as well. And John Kirby, blah, blah, blah. Democrat staffers, all that. Brand new folks working with us. Wise food storage. So are you are you like me and prepared for whatever life throws her away? Like when everything went into lockdown, I didn't have to go and get nothing because I had it, right? When emergencies strike, the last thing that you want to worry about is what you're going to eat, where your next meal is going to come from. So this is where Wise Food Storage comes in. Don't think it can't happen. Texas literally froze for a week and a half and every, people were screaming in the streets. So right now you can save $50 on your four-week survival food kit. You get free shipping. Visit preparewithdana.com. You get a two-bucket four-week survival food kit, and it's uh, 2,200 calories plus 64 grams of protein per day, 28-day supply. Everything is made with high-quality U.S. ingredients, freeze-dried, dehydrated, super easy to prepare. Just add water, 25-year shelf life. Uh, like, for instance, they got uh, tortilla soup, teriyaki, rice. They got all the, you know, like you want your multi-grain stuff. They got that. They got a ton of stuff. Order yours today at preparewithdana.com and save yourself $50 on your four-week survival food kit plus free shipping. Visit preparewithdana.com. That's preparewithdana.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5. All right. So, gosh, there's some conversations that I desperately wish that we could be having right now. That I wish that we had on break because we've been talking about all the stuff with the uh, debate, which we're going to get into. I have I'm like I'm like cycling because I have a total frozen screen right now. Uh, I know it's just the way it is. All right. So first up for these headlines that I'm going to not be able to access here because I, because everything just my four and a half foot wide screen and we're having this issue. Uh, so can't give me something. What we got? Throw me a headline. I know we got them here. I'll how, how about this? Uh, first up today, uh, I have a new blend of coffee that I've been trying uh, from the folks at Black Rifle. Uh, I, it's my original. I just tried the Rocky one. I don't know how I feel about the Rocky one, but I have... Okay, now it's just up. Now I can get to it. Uh, but this one's really good. I'll tell you more about this coffee here. Meta's going to require campaigns to disclose AI-altered ads. Uh, apparently, the best way to extinguish a flaming EV is to let it burn. Wall Street Journal has this whole piece. This is what I was reading this morning. Had this whole piece on how to... You just let the fire go. Stick with us, tech difficulties and all. I've had two cups of coffee today, and I love their coffee. I cannot go without it. And you can grab a can of that Black Rifle coffee ready to drink coffee because they're taking the proceeds of that and they're uh, putting it towards veterans through the boot campaign. They're ongoing uh, fundraising for. Uh, helping veterans for the boot campaign. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the boot campaign, it's one of the most well-renowned uh, veteran-focused nonprofits in the country. 
and uh, individualized programs are designed to show gratitude to our nation's veterans. They deal, they help vets deal with post-traumatic stress, all these invisible wounds of war, you know, uh, traumatic brain injuries, chronic pain, self-medication, insomnia, and uh, Black Rifle Coffee being a veteran-owned coffee company that employs both retired and active duty uh, member service members. They serve premium coffee to people who love America. They have the best coffee that you can get, and you can join the coffee club where you can get the uh, the uh, ready-to-drink coffees. It's 12 packs that all goes towards that boot camp. Campaign. Uh, you can get a uh, coffee club, choose your roast or roasts, frequency of shipment, and then have it delivered right to your doorstep so you never run out of coffee ever. And every can contributes to making that donation possible, that ready-to-drink coffee. They also have great merch if you're not a big caffeine head like I am, mug designs, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. Black Rifle Coffee Company is committed to serving the veteran community, and with your help, we can all continue to make a difference. Let's raise a can together and keep fueling Americans for a good cause. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your caffeine fix while making a huge difference in the lives of veterans and their families. It's BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Elevate your commute, workouts, or downtime with the Dana Show podcast. Unleash the power of knowledge at your fingertips by following Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Vivek Ramaswamy told you that he planned to be unhinged. Mary Alice, what does that mean? What is his campaign saying now? Yeah, and I asked him what his campaign strategy, his debate strategy was going to be for tonight. He needs something to shake loose, to break through. Mm. He said he wanted to be unhinged. When I pressed well, him on that, he said, candid, well, speak the truth. Uh, but so clearly do you think that he, he, okay, do you think that he succeeded in doing that? I mean, if his, welcome back to the show, Daniel Lash with you. Do you, do you think that um, he was successful well, I don't know. I mean, we had the whole, he mentioned Haley's daughter. We played that soundbite. And can I, can I just hear that again? Can I just, I'm sorry. Can I hear, can I hear audio soundbite? For, I'm going to get into, we got a ton of other stuff. I'm just fascinated with this. Can I just for, just for me one more time? Well, I, I, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the laugh. eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually Just joining TikTok like while what? her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family oh, first. Oh, Appreciate your voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters oh, propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. Oh, Here's the easy gone. answer. Is I mean, the, the Santa's in the middle. Do you see his expression? <laughs> it was a riot. We were all that in that moment. We're like, what? So, so Lorraine says, hold up, hold up, hold up. Lorraine says that his, her daughter's 25, her son's 22. Okay. 
can I ask why people have been sick? First off, I was expecting, as Kane was, like some kind of Jada Pinkett Smith thing to happen. Number two, where did the whole keep my person's name out of your mouth or out of your voice come from? What is that? Like, why is that always the thing? You know, where I come from, where we just say, you know what, STFU. That's what we say. I don't know. It's just, I just, that struck me as being weird. I don't know. It just seemed all, eh. So, yeah, I think he was unhinged last night. I don't think it helped him. Look, if you're going to be aggressive, you got to go up to the point of still being considered uh, kind of, um, how, how, what's the word? I'm, uh, sort of like a influential and authoritative still in a way that is respectful. Like you haven't you know, debased yourself to the extent of having to do that. And I don't think he succeeded at, at, at keeping up that expectation. I just don't think that he... That was his best. That was like one of the worst performances I've seen from him. I don't dislike him as a person. I want to let you know this. Like I don't like Nikki Haley. I can't stand her foreign policy. I don't dislike any of these people as persons. But with politicians, it's about me, the voter like you. And so I just thought that was lame. That was that was bad. He and then he just like kept going on and on and on. He had some very interesting stuff uh, like uh, what is the other thing he said? Uh, oh, he did say this. Uh, what do I want? What do I want? Uh, audio soundbite two. This is kind of interesting. He got a lot of heat for this. Listen. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky, doing it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. So he, he basically said he's a Nazi. Now, I think when you're calling somebody a Nazi, I feel like Charlie Day. When you're calling somebody a Nazi, I mean, the first question you should ask yourself is, but are they a Nazi? Like an actual, like, because the Nazis, you know, we all know the Nazi Nazis, right? The Nazis, they hate Jewish people and they kill Jewish people and they hate, they hated gypsies and they hated Christians and they hated anybody that was not like them. Uh, and even people who were, they just hated everybody, but particularly, you know, one group more than any other. Is he completely corrupt, Zelensky? Oh, hell yes. Is he a thug? Yes. Just because he was a comedian doesn't make him less so. Do I think he do I think Zelensky is shady as all get out? Yes, I do. Is he a Nazi though? I just think, especially right now with everything happening, do we want to be careful about throwing that around? Maybe. Because some people might, you know, think that you were very serious in your campaign strategy there. I don't know. It was just a weird thing from him. It was a weird thing last night. Uh I I just um I don't know. Can I can I touch on one other thing that I kept seeing that was going on and on? And I saw that Ramaswamy and some others were doing this. They were going off on Rana Romney McDaniel as the chair of the RNC. While they were also stumping for one of the other candidates who wasn't there at the debate last night. Let's not forget that Rana Romney McDaniel, I'm going to be very straight. You might get mad at me, uh, but that's just the way it is. She didn't, she would not gotten a seat if Trump hadn't put her there. That was his handpicked candidate. I mean, I, I could sit here and regale you with all the stories and the screenshots and the, everything else. I'm not going to do that because, but I'm just going to say it just, that's why I was like, I don't feel like you're being forthright with this stuff. When he gets out there and does this, how are you going to sit here and slam this and then slam other people, but then not acknowledge that the guy that you compliment the most that I think you're a stalking horse for, the reason that she's there is because she was put there and everybody knows it. Let's not, let's not play it around. Everybody knows this. She responded to that, by the way, uh, audio sound by 23, because people were asking for her to resign. Listen. 
I'm going to focus on beating Joe Biden. I, I wish that's what all the candidates did. I'm not running for president. I'm very proud of the fact that under my tenure, we won back the House. We now are getting investigations into the Bidens. I also, as Michigan chair for the first time in 30 years, won a state that Democrats hadn't been in. I'm very proud of the fact that we're going to have staff in 15 states heading into 2024. But, you know, I'll leave other people to attack Republicans. I'm going to focus on Democrats. I will say this. We can't attack okay, each other. Okay, well then, if you're we going to focus on them, why was the ad buys for some of these other Democrat candidates two and a half times the Republicans, especially in winnable races? I mean, we got we got problems with Ronna. I don't dislike her as a person. We've always gotten along. She's been very gracious with her time. But that's not what this is about, right? This is about business of the country. I mean, you guys, I've said this all the time. You guys know this. Uh, I want to switch it up here, and we're going to come back to the debate stuff. Have you guys seen this insane story? I hate saying it like this, but nothing surprises me with the legacy media anymore. So there were a lot of questions that were raised after a lot of the footage came out of the October 7th attack on Israel. And I know that you've seen a lot of the footage there, a lot of the photos, a lot of the video, like, for instance, one of the uh, video clips that went around was of uh, the girl, there was a girl and a guy, they were at that um, peace festival. They were at the peace festival, and they, she was on the back of a motorcycle, and it was weird because it was somebody who was right there, and they were getting all this footage. Well, as it turned out, it was, you know, somebody who was with AP Reuters or, you know, CNN or New York Times. And there was another there was other video footage of someone who had gotten over a fence into Israel and there was taking video footage of people coming in from Gaza. And I thought, okay, then it was who was that? Uh, was that of an Israeli citizen? Because it seemed weird that the terrorists weren't attacking the citizen that was taking the footage of these terrorists that were that were coming through after other terrorists let them through because there's stuff from the body cam, the body cam footage of these terrorists. And then there were actual uh, like pro shots, right? Well, there, there was a third party, they're called Honest Reporting, and it's not with IDF. IDF retweeted it and cited their work, but that's not IDF. They found out that a lot of these reporters from the Associated Press, Reuters, CNN, and the New York Times were embedded with Hamas. I'm not making this up. This is one of the craziest stories I think I've ever seen. They said that on October 7th, Hamas terrorists were not the only ones who documented the war crimes they committed. They said some of their atrocities were captured by these photojournalists working with them. And they said that it's raising ethics questions. Why were they so there? Why were they there so early? Because it all began on a Saturday morning. Why were they there so early to capture the first wave of this? And they, they're being asked, did these respectable wire services that publish their photos approve of their, president, their presence inside enemy territory and working with terrorist infiltrators? Now, here's where it gets crazy. I mean, the, the photos of this are wild. I mean, it's just, I, I, you got this in your prep. If you get the email newsletter over at Substack, chapter and verse, you got this in your, in your prep. They had four names, for instance, on one of the APs, their photo carousel, where you can just click and you can see these different photos. Uh, they they had uh, Hassan Eselaya, es- uh, Yusuf Masoud, Ali Mahmoud, and uh, Hatem Ali. And they said that Eselaya, who's a freelancer, all- is contracted with CNN. He crossed into Israel with Hamas. He took photos of burning Israeli tanks. He captured terrorists entering the Kibbutz Kafar Zah, 
Uh, he got all of that. Uh, they also got screenshots of his now scrubbed Twitter timeline in which he documents himself st- standing in front of the Israeli tank. He was not wearing a press vest or a helmet and his caption read live from inside the Gaza Strip settlements. There's also a photo of him with one of the Hamas leaders, uh, Yaha Sinwar, who is named as the mastermind of the October 7th attack. He was posing with him, their arms around each other, and Sinwar is uh, giving him a kiss on the cheek. Like, he was very friendly with them. What were they, I mean, what, what in the world? And he's not, CNN and the Associated Press all paid him for his services. Now, the story came out, let me pull this up. This came out this morning that they fired him, that CNN fired him. I think it was CNN. Let me pull this up. I want to make sure this is right. That after the story broke, because the story first started circulating yesterday while we were on air. And there, he's not the only one, but he is the only one so far who has been pictured with this uh Uh, the Hamas mastermind of the October 7th uh, attack. He has, yeah, he's, he's been working with them this whole time and they used a lot of his stuff from October 7th, a lot of his stuff. And honest reporting is, it's a group of media people that want honest and transparency in media. They have, they're not Israeli based or anything like that. Uh, Because I know that there are some people that kept saying, no, that's not true. That's propaganda. Well, it's not propaganda actually. I mean, it's, 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 it's true. And so they said that if the way that this looks, it looks like these journalists, these journalists, I mean, this could, it looks like they're accomplished accomplices. Some of the photos like the, the, I mean, this guy wasn't even wearing a press badge and he's there. He was like one of the first people there to get them crossing into Israel and going and attacking um, the, uh, the first kibbutz that they went into. He also, Ali Mahmoud, is uh, the guy who has, you remember the videos that came where all the photos and the videos showing the uh, Israeli-German Shani Luke, who was in the back of the truck? So that was apparently uh, this Mahmoud guy who got that. And people are, are asking, well, you know, how in the world did they happen to be there to get all of this stuff? How did these wire service reporters, how were they there in all of these spots across Israel, outside of kibbutz, outside of, you know, this peace festival there at the border, watching people come through and the other side? How did they happen to be there in the early morning hours unless they were tipped off? Now, Reuters said that they got these photos from someone that they previously did not have a relationship with, as though that's supposed to mean something to us. But this is this raises a lot of questions. And it also, you know, I got to say, I'm not shocked about this at all from members of our legacy press. But what does shock me is how in the hell did journalists know about this and intel agencies didn't? We have more on the way as we roll into the bottom or the conclusion of this first hour. Uh, Our friends over at Hillsdale College, clearly nobody there. The debate last night. (sighs) Ah. If Hillsdale was grading it, I'm curious as to what grade they would give it. Hillsdale College is a truly uh, actual educational institution. If you're unfamiliar with Hillsdale, all the smart people go there. It's a small Christian classical liberal arts college in southern Michigan. Founded in 1844, they're all about the pursuit of truth and defense of liberty. These are hallmarks of the education. Uh, they, they protect the debate of ideas openly and honestly. And it's not about critical race theory. It's about critical thinking. 
That's what's important. Now, they have a short video that shows you how their work is effective in defending American liberty, not just on their Michigan and D.C. campuses, but also across the nation. You can watch it at Dana4FORHillsdale.com. And uh, while you're there, you can check out all of the things that they offer and learn more about their mission to educate everybody, regardless of any other identity politics people like to apply. To learn more about the mission of Hillsdale College, visit Dana4, that's F-O-R-Hillsdale.com. Dana4Hillsdale.com, Hillsdale College, developing minds and improving hearts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't let FOMO get the best of you. Stay in the loop and ahead of the curve by following Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of the United States. Um, I also thought you know, they, uh, Israel was, was mentioned. Uh, I thought the Republican Party uh, took advantage of some of the disarray in the Democratic Party and stuck up for Jewish kids who were you know, scared to leave their dorm rooms and, and all that kind of stuff and came very, very forcefully uh, saying that Jewish kids shouldn't be scared to, lose their, to leave their dorm rooms in this country. And I thought that was an important uh, 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 development uh, in the conversation overall. What? Was Van Jones, who don't forget was a 9/11 truther, who is saying that what that the only reason that people were sticking up for Jewish students on college campuses is somehow like they did it because what it's at just only because it was advantageous and because it wasn't the right thing to do. That's just weird. That's just so weird. Welcome back to the uh, program. Dana Lash here with you. Oh, my gosh. That was weird. You know, it's the right thing to do is stick up for kids. And Democrats in disarray. Democrats have been in disarray. Part of the reason, too, we're in this position is because Democrats have allowed this to foment on college campuses for decades across the country. That's a huge issue. So that's... I just thought, what a weird statement. What a what a weird, odd quip from him so coming up we got to get man we got to get and there's a whole bunch of stuff to get into still uh the latest with what was going on in israel uh in addition to our stuff here domestically because subpoenas have gone out in with uh the biden case finally finally uh we're Still discussing this ongoing, the development that everybody's been learning about with these reporters that were embedded with Hamas. Yeah. Uh, And apparently knew everything. Did you hear? I told you I had the headline. Is it earlier this week? Was it Monday that I had this headline about Gal Gadot having the screening? 
for the footage of the attack on October 7th. Well, guess of you would might imagine what happened outside last night. Uh, they had a uh, the screening. It ended in a massive brawl between pro-Israel and pro-Hamas protesters outside of the Museum of Tolerance. I can't think of a more ironic headline in my life. Wow. So we're going to touch on that as well. This weird story of this guy in Panama. I know you saw this. This is the weirdest thing ever. This dude in Panama, uh, he's a retired lawyer from the United States, 77 years old. And he uh, apparently is a prohibited possessor. He's got a record. And he was filmed approaching protesters that were blocking a highway over climate change. And he shot two of them dead with his gun. And he's got Panamanian and U.S. citizenship. And it's all on video. It is wild. It's a very falling down-esque. Like, it is wild. And so, oh my gosh. I mean, he just, like, he didn't even care. I mean, I get it. It's Panama and that, you know. But it's like he didn't even care. He didn't care he was being recorded. He didn't care. He had no blanks to give. Well, I mean, we got a lot coming up. Our second hour on the way. Stick with us. More of The Dana Show back after this. It's a great film from the studio that brought you The Sound of Freedom and The Chosen. It's after death. It's an unprecedented deep dive into the phenomena of near-death experiences. Now, it explores the ultimate mystery of what happens after well, what happens after people die like from the perspective of people who have gone through this uh and they came back and they have had what they said is an experience with the realm beyond now what makes this different uh the the film after death which is rated pg-13 is that it incorporates first person accounts they also uh, include a lot of very careful research scientific knowledge and philosophy. So it paints a very, very fascinating perspective of what life could be like in the next realm. Now, After Death is in theaters now. To find a theater near you and purchase tickets online, you can visit angel.com slash Dana. So leave your preconceptions at the door. Prepare for a never-before-seen glimpse into what the next life could entail in After Death in theaters now. Get your tickets today or pay it forward. Visit angel.com slash Dana. That's angel.com slash Dana. After Death, the end is only the beginning. Rated PG-13. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night. I'm sick of Republicans losing. In- well... The, that was a, that's how he started. Dang. 
That was, uh, you could talk, kind of tell the tone of the debate last night by the um, op- the candidates' opening remarks. Welcome <laughs> welcome back to the show. Dana Lashley with you. Top of the second hour. You can listen coast to coast. You can stream the radio program as well. Uh, you can watch the simulcast, Channel 347, TV, YouTube, and Facebook. Well, we made a point. And this is what a lot of people are bringing up. I mean, Republicans started a losing streak back in 2018, and it hasn't turned around. There's a lot of reasons. There's some reasons why. But everybody's very tribal. Nobody wants to talk about it, which makes me question motivations to win. Is it about winning or is it about boosting a particular person? I'm asking this because I want to win. I don't care who with. I just want to win because I I want to win. I am. I mean, you have to ask America first or somebody else first. That's a fair question, I think. Am I being harsh? I think that's a fair question. I don't think it's bad to say that I want to win and I don't care with whom. I just want to win. Who gets me winning in 2024? Like actual winning. Who gets that? That's what I want. I think it's fine to talk about it. Fine to bring it up. We got to have these conversations. We also got to have the conversations that's been plaguing the Republican Party. Uh, And and this came up. They had a big uh, lengthy conversation about the abortion stuff yesterday at the debate too. Uh, the debate last night that I watched, so you don't have to, oh, gosh. Uh, this, uh, I wanted to play this from Carville. Audio soundbite 18. See, I think that there are some Republicans that have been very clear with the messaging and others that haven't, and he's getting to, well, I mean, just listen to what he says here. Well, they keep lying, all right? And they say, well, gee, Glenn Youngkin says, oh, my, it's a 15-week ban. That's not what we talk about. No one trusts them on this issue, all right? Glenn Youngkin, no one could find him last night or this morning. I happen to know where he was. He was at the courthouse in Appomattox trying, <laughs> trying to surrender to Mark Warner. That's where he was, hoping he could keep his mouth and his sword. What a oh, utter... Love. Now, see, that's what they're going to they're gonna push on this. And Republicans have got to figure out how to best message on the issue of abortion because there are a few things. I want to be very careful and not distill all of this down to just abortion because I don't think it is. I think it has to come. I think a lot of this is Republican branding as well. But people are going to try to I I am not going to have the pro-life movement fall on the sword that the previous president who was Republican set out. Here's what I mean. You and I'm saying this very clinically as somebody who voted for him twice and I've known him unlike everybody else. I've known him for over personally for over a decade. Uh, there is a perception that a lot of people who would typically vote Republican that they have of him and that they have of the party as a result. And I think it doesn't matter how hard a candidate tries to get away from the branding, that candidate is still going to be penalized for it That's what we saw in places like uh, Ohio. I would say Virginia, but I can't because Virginia is a weird situation. Virginia with the redistricting and with it being a blue state and the overperformance of Republicans in 21 are all variables that are exceptions to this theory. But by and large, it's not so much an issue of abortion. And I feel like that's what the RNC is trying to push. It is an issue of them having absolute crap branding. The Republican Party's branding. What is it? What is their brand? 
because it can't be fighting and then not actually winning. Uh, it can't be endless, you know, courtroom stuff. And yes, I think the New York thing's a witch hunt. I think all this stuff is a witch hunt. I also think that a lot of these problems have been exacerbated by unforced errors from the person at the center of the controversy as well. You can all simultaneously believe all these things are true. And then you have candidates. There's like this faction of that are trying to bring back that Bush light Republicanism. What is with that? I see that from a lot of like baby millennials and uh, elderly Gen Z and even some Gen X. This talk about compassionate conservatism literally is what was rejected and what got conservatism and the problem in the first place. They think it just hasn't been done before because a lot of these people think history again began the day that they were born. So they think, well, if we just pay everybody to have babies, you know, like in Hungary, if we just do X, Y, and Z, you know, um, that is, that's crazy. It didn't work then. It didn't work. So this is the issue that we have. Uh, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just very cautious about saying that it's entirely this issue or it's entirely one issue. I think it's a combination of a bunch of different issues. It's a bunch of different issues together, but I don't want the pro-life movement to take the full hit for this and act like, oh, well, it's pro-life and we got to change our message. No, 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 no. And I'm going to warn you, that's what a lot of people on the Republican side are wanting pro-lifers to do. And you do not have to change, pro-lifers do not have to change our position. You, you Refining messaging to, to respective to the states and the referendums on the ballot is fine. I mean, Matthew 1016 applies here. It is completely fine. Like, for instance, when Democrats insist that there's no exceptions for the life of the mother, insist back unequivocally that they are lying because they absolutely are. In every single state, this is one of the things, I, I have a piece that's going to be coming on uh, up about this, specifically the Republicans' abortion issue. Uh, every single state that has a ban or protection, a ban after a certain period or protections, every state without exception has exceptions for the life of the mother some of them go even further but here's another thing some years maybe it was probably like seven years ago or so seven or eight years ago i think it was seven um i was in los angeles i had a speaking event and i was in la and i was in a room it was a very cool room not like cool like hip but like it was you know everybody's very cool to each other because it was a mixed bag of political ideologies you had people from the far left because there were other far left speakers there were far left speakers there were far right speakers there were moderates it was like a, it was advertised as like um like a full spectrum of of the entire political you know uh the, the thing everybody represented and so i was you know speaking as a conservative we were talking about <clears throat> excuse me we were talking about abortion and feminism and so far, as you could imagine, you know, at this point in the discussion, the room was pretty evenly, you know, the far left was on the side of pro-abortion, the you know, right was on the, on the side of pro-life, uh, feminism was thrown in there, it was just, you know, and I mentioned that one of the things that Republicans should focus on and need to talk more about as a way to protect the pre-born is to implement capital punishment for violent rapists. The, I said, make rapists terrified of their victims and of the penalty. 
and the entire room erupted into applause. The, everybody from every aspect of the political spectrum agreed. Now, I absolutely believe that you can be, it's not at all hypocritical to be pro-life and pro-death penalty because I don't believe in the single-celled thinking that leads one to compare a newborn baby to an adult criminal that chooses of their own will to commit heinous actions. I do not shoulder infants with the sin that strange criminals commit. So that's why it's not at all hypocritical. Because I believe in protecting innocent life. And many women, and this is what a lot of people got to realize. I have known in my life three women that have been violently raped. Three. And I have known in my life only one woman that's ever had an abortion. Not that, not that she was raped, but I'm just saying. Women, even though, and when you look at the statistics that Planned Parenthood publishes itself, abortions from rape or incest account for less than all of 1% of all abortions. But it is enough to drive many women who fear that they, through no wantonness of their own, may suffer becoming a victim and become pregnant as a result. Women, there, there was a study that was out uh, that actually, there's been a handful of studies. The last one was in 2021. The biggest fear women have, aside from something horrible happening to their kids, is being sexually violated. That is the number one fear of women. Hundreds of thousands of women have been surveyed over the course of several years. That is their number one fear, aside from, from harm coming to their children. There are women out there, and I get it that, and, and I'm just asking everyone to just hang on a second because this is about convincing people. There are women out there who do not believe themselves to be pro-abortion, but they are so terrified of the, uh, the possibility of you know, being a victim of rape or having, you know, uh, uh, con- conceiving a child through that horrible action that they hold the position that they hold because of it. And Planned Parenthood, abs- they exploit that tiny, 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 tiny fraction of a percent to drive people into the arms of the abortion industry. Now, as I said, it is an actual, there's a lot of women like yours truly who began caring so she would never be a victim. It's a thing that women deal with. The majority of rape, I went and looked at all the statistics. Yes, men are raped, but 91% of it is, is against women. I'm just saying it's a thing. Just, it's just the way it is because we are physically not as strong. I care more about saving babies than I do evil sex predators who choose of their own free will to violent to violate women. So I think that a society that relegates violent rapists to the hell, which they belong is a society that is demonstrating it loves innocent life to the point that it is proportionately reflected in the sentencing for those who dare to weaponize its manner of creation. You would be shocked. I was researching last night's sentencing you would be shocked at some of the sentencing for some of these violent rapists. I mean, there was a story just uh, recently, Cuyahoga County in Ohio, where a very, very violent rapist was literally given five years behind bars. A violent, violent repeat rapist. I mean, good grief, there are J6ers that have gotten, they, tresp- they trespassed or they had unlawful parading. They got higher, higher sentences than this. 
That's just one example. I mean, I have a ton of these. I mean, let's not forget in, in Loudoun County in Virginia, a guy raped a girl in the high school bathroom and they hit it and just relocated him. Remember, he was a trans activist, so they could accommodate him. This is the stuff that I'm talking about. The sentencing is not ref- the, the love for the care for women and the protection of innocent life is not reflected in sentencing. This is my thing. Republicans, I think, should go hard on penalties for violent rapists. I'm careful with my language here on violent rapists. Very careful with my language. I think you have to marry the battle to protect the pre-born with the battle to protect women from a judicial system that gives light light sentences like this. And I'm going to tell you, um, I don't think having such a fear makes a woman weak. And I know that some people immediately, that's kind of their first thought. I don't think that you should discount such fear. I think that we need to see it through the code of chivalry. Eliminate the ability of the left to exploit weak sentencing on violent predators, the thing that they encourage as an argument to keep abortion on demand legal. And I think that the code of chivalry to protect women, to protect children, to protect the, the weak amongst us, that should be how we approach this and recognize that some women that is a very real I carry so you know I I I don't have a fear anymore but for some women that's a very real fear for them and I don't think it's anything to be it's not an it's not a justification I'm saying code of chivalry eliminate the fear and you protect life I'm just saying I think that's how Republicans need to approach this and I wish they would have hit it a little bit last night Patriot Mobile the only Christian conservative cell phone service in the country. And they have been so for the past decade. Now's the time to make the switch if you have not yet. Make Patriot Mobile your provider. They have a great team. They've been fantastic supporters of this show. And they offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you're going to get the best possible service in your area, but you're not going to fund the left. And when you switch, you can talk to a member of their 100% based US, U.S.-based customer service team. They make switching easy while you help to maintain and create more U.S.-based jobs. And ask about that coverage guarantee. Like I said, dependable coverage to all three major networks. And you can keep your phone. You can keep your number. You can upgrade. The choice is entirely yours. Why would you work with a cell phone service that not only spends money but resources against everything that you vote to protect? Switch today to Patriot Mobile. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. And be sure to mention offer code Dana to get free activation. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Make the switch today. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five. Mm, all right. So first up here, the um, <laughs> this one town in Michigan voted out its entire local government and uh, apparently changed the locks. <laughs> Uh, after it was all over a China-linked EV battery maker, uh, Goshen, they were planning to build, Goshen was going to build a factory there. Green Charter Township's five board members, they were removed in a recall election. Uh, Goshen is their parent company. It's 30% owned by Volkswagen, but it's based in China, so they were not having it. Good for them, though. They were done. Uh, Amazon is under fire over homophobic slurs in a broadcast of their PSG game because they streamed it. That's a stupid complaint because have... And has, then you've never been in a game lobby. You've literally never been in a game lobby, and you are too sensitive. Of, of, I mean, everybody, it's nuts. It's like, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Got a couple other things. Uh, a robot kills a man after mistaking him for a box of vegetables. Yes, let's make everything robotized. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah, this robot absolutely did it. It meant to lift boxes at a pepper sorting plant in South Korea. It, mix, it mistook a man for the vegetables and crushed him, according to the BBC. So just, you know, keep an eye on your Roomba. All right, yeah, have fun with that. Have fun with that. Stick with us. We got more in store. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan Jackson explains. We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control, which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, yeah. the higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility. Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite podcast app. Whether you're a policy wonk, a news junkie, or simply someone hungry for insightful discourse, the Dana Show podcast has your back. Follow Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you ask for a three-day pause to get in Yahoo? You know, I've been asking for a pause for a lot more than three days. Um, yes. Did you ask him to pause for three days to get the hospital for that? Yes. I've asked for even a longer pause for some of them. I'm so tired of the word pause. Stop it. I'm so done with us. Oh, what do you mean pause? You can't have a pause. You know, the thing is, though, and welcome back to the program, Dana Lash with you. That was the president of the United States who's saying that, Oh, you know, I've been calling for a pause. I've been doing this. I've been asking for these things. Okay, well, uh, I mean, there's the the story that they're considering. Uh, they're they're beginning a four hour four hour pauses in Gaza, according to the U.S. They've agreed to daily four hour military pauses for humanitarian purposes, and Biden has said, "Well, there's not going to be any." Uh, hope there's not going to be any, you know, full any expectation or chance of a full ceasefire. So they Kirby said that all oh, these are significant steps forward. The fighting is getting heavier. They're going to so they're so they're going to let everybody know they're they're demanding that Israel. This would be like demanding that the Brits t- 
tell the Germans what they were going to do in World War II. Okay, well, we're going to pause this. No, that's not. They are implementing these four-hour pauses in areas of northern Gaza each day, they said. And they're going to make the announcement three hours ahead of time. I don't think they'd have to do that, honestly. War, war is hell for a reason. There's a reason why no people do not want war, except as a last result when all else fails. And it's because of this. Because when you, when you start it, you can't demand pauses for humanitarian whatever. Because we all know that this is not, Hamas is not going to, none of this is humanitarian stuff. This is going to give Hamas a chance to reset. That's all this does. There was a ceasefire in place October 6th. They violated it. The end. That's the way it is. And you got to end this. This is why, again, I say war is hell. This is why people don't want. They don't want war. But when Hamas insists on it, what are you going to do? When they insist that there be war, what are you going to do? This is where we're at. So they're going to, I mean, they're letting Hamas know. It's like they got to let Hamas know everything. Okay, well, three hours in three hours, we're going we're gonna to have a pause. Hamas is going to use that to reset, restock. That just helps Hamas. It takes away one of the, uh, the biggest advantages that someone would have in a conflict per Sun Tzu, which is the element of surprise, the element of unpredictability. And you're robbing them of that. You're taking away uh, one of the elements that they need for self-defense. I find this just absolutely ridiculous. Again, this, this, excuse me, this is why war is hell. You can't have humanitarian pauses in war. I didn't write the rules. The people who chose to pick the fight did. So all this, all this is going to do is get more, uh, get more people killed. I mean, I don't, I, we're going to have pauses. What humanitarian aid that Hamas is going to steal? Again, kind of aid. You think that really, they're going down in the tunnels. They've been killing hostages right and left. They're not going to let a single, the only hostage they'll let walk is for optic purposes. These people had, did you read the story of the young woman? Uh, this came out, there was a handful of witnesses at one, uh, it was at one kibitz that uh, they, because uh, they got body camera footage. And then there were, there were several, uh, actually a handful of witnesses that all said the same thing to investigators. Uh, Hamas was going through and just gang raping all the women in the community. And they said one woman, uh, they, she had long brown hair. And there, was, there were multiple eyewitnesses to this from victims who were there. And they were hiding or they were being assaulted themselves. And there was one woman that Hamas took turns gang raping in front of everybody. And they had her bent over. And then at one point, one of the terrorists didn't even pull his pants up. He shot her in the back of the head as he was raping her. And the people defending them want a ceasefire. What do you think these kids are suffering? I love these people that are like, well, Hamas released a video. They said that they're giving these people water. Are you serious? 
Boy, you, they, these people would be super apologists for the Nazis back in the day, wouldn't they? Well, Hitler said that he didn't. That's who these people are. You'd be kidding me. The unfortunate aspect of war is that there's no humanitarian pauses. Again, that's why it's hell. That aspect goes out the window. To entertain the idea, to prolong the conflict, continues the hell. It drags it out further and it gets more people killed. It creates more atrocities. If you want to keep hell for short duration, you go in, you do what's needed to get done and you get out. There is no perfect answer here. But we're not in search of a perfect answer. We're only in search of eliminating Hamas. And they have to be eliminated by all means. That's what Hamas chose. You can't blame the girl for wearing the short skirt. You can't blame the rape victim for wearing the short skirt. That's what these people are doing. That's the same argument here. The uh, screening that Gal Gadot had, you know, Wonder Woman, they had uh, a screening outside, well, it was at the Los Angeles Museum of Tolerance, and outside, there were protesters, 47 minutes of footage that uh, was gathered, most of it from the body cameras of the terrorists, showing the brutal atrocities committed during the Hamas attack on Israel, October 7th. 200 people attended the screening. And there were some people who weren't there. It may have been due to the sag after a strike. I'm sorry, that's stupid. If your stupid sag after a strike is preventing people from going to see this, blank your requests. People outside had Israeli flag by sidebar. Don't expect people to fight for you if you can't even go and do this one thing. People that had Israeli flags, people that had pro-Hamas flags, uh, they were in the middle of the street. They got into a big old brawl. They had police dispatched. I can't play any of that video because it's just, you can't. Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Pretty, pretty wild. And that's, oof, that's something else. But you, you kind of knew that it was going to devolve into that. You, 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 you had the idea because it's, uh, I mean, it's just kind of wild. Like if I put something on uh, social media, oh my gosh, the bots, the pro Hamas bots is wild. It is wild, the response. A few other things that I want to make sure that we are touching on here because there's, I, there's a lot of stuff to get. We've been, oh yeah, this is the other thing I wanted to get into. Good heavens. The Institute of Physics. So I told you, what was this, Monday, that we had the story of Magellan? The Magellanic Cloud or whatever that you, oh, we have to cancel that name. So the Institute of Physics, which advertises itself as the professional body and learned society for physics in the UK and Ireland, has an active role in promoting cooperation in physics around the world, celebrating Inclusion and diversity. So they announced, (laughs) this is a dude. (laughs) They announced a dude as the new uh, Institute of Physics Inclusion and Diversity representative. Uh, It's a man. Totally. Wait. I got it. Okay. I got a question. 
their argument came is that they need more diversity. And what they mean is they need fewer white men, right? right? So they bring on a white man who's dressed up as a woman and they go, whoa, diversity. Is a, is a man, is a man. That's yeah. a dude. Gender schizophrenia is a mental illness. Do you realize that, I don't know if it's clever or stupid. Here's why. Again, they, they wanted fewer white dudes, and they, that's why they created a, a diversity office. So they literally hired a white dude dressed up as a woman to be the head of their diversity office. Fixed it. <laughs> um, I am so confused. I mean, you know, because men are so underrepresented in STEM, apparently. I can't, I'm trying to really, really understand this. I can't, right? They think that there's an overrepresentation of white men in science and tech, so they got a white man dressed as a chick. I just want to establish this. See, like, I don't know if it's clever or stupid because you're like, it's fixed. Problem solved. Because then I fixed it. This is like the the duct tape version. Actually, duct tape works. It doesn't have a penis, uh, but it's like you know the that version of this. I don't know. I just try, I'm just trying to get around this idea. I what's happening here, right? That is a dude. That's that that no one thinks it's a woman. I don't even have to see anything else. I don't even have to see the neck. I know. Okay, yeah. I know. That STEM student has a STEM. I know. They're putting the stem in stem. <laughs> I'm I'm hashtagging that. Let's see how fast they get kicked off Twitter. Cause YouTube's already been coming for me. They by the way, YouTube responded to me and they told what did they tell me? Gosh, they're so such passive aggressive little can't say. Can't say. They wrote, uh, wanted to make sure you saw our update. And they said that we really appreciate your understanding. Uh, but that, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, they said that, uh, our policy team confirmed that the vids are not going to be reinstated. Really? And I like what you put, you put understanding would, would come from your articulation of this specific lies or misinformation. No, they're just lies. Well, what specifically lies? Can you give us this lies? Where lies? Can you tell us? Ah, they start. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Our sponsor. Yes, yeah, someone said our sponsor, Pfizer, has denied your petition for reinstatement. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year, and some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Mm-hmm. All right, so for, first up here, 
I don't know how this keeps happening, y'all. I mean, I've been warning you about bodies of water, puddles, creeks, streams, droplets. Uh, there's gators everywhere. Uh, this uh, story over at ESPN, they literally, I don't care about the stupid reporter's life. Get to the story that you buried four graphs down. Learn how to write a lead and then get rehired. Uh, a 20-year-old, Marissa Carr, was bit in the head at Alexander Springs, north of Orlando. She was snorkeling and a gator came out and bit her in the head. They say that her full face snorkel mask probably saved her life because they took her to the hospital and she was left literally with only scratches. But her her friend says he looked up and saw her head legit in the gator's mouth. Florida Fish and Wildlife had to come along. They had to trap it. And they said this is the second incident in less than a week with the same gator. So how many strikes does this gator get before? I'm just wondering. I mean, golly. So they said that that's... That's terrifying. Good night. You can't be. Well, I would not. Why? I don't know. Just I always want to be aware when I'm in the Gators house of what's happening. I'm just saying. Good heavens. Uh, Let's see here. This. Oh, boy. Nope. Not that. As much as I would like to. Uh, This. uh, No fight in the school drop off line. Oh, we had the, no, 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 can't do that one either. Uh, I will say, though, uh, this, I don't even know what this is. A Florida man hits a haunted house host with a BB gun because he thought he was a statue. So over Halloween, some people, you know, they just went home and went to bed like normal people, but not 20-year-old Ingus Schusser. Okay. He was in an FBI jacket, body armor, and carrying an uh, airsoft gun. And he uh, went into a 47-year-old man's home because the guy was hosting a free haunted house event. And it was advertised, are you brave enough to make it through the manor and get some treats? The front lawn was decorated like a cemetery. So they said that Schusser, who is 6'4", 210, went around the corner to where the victim was standing. He was wearing a costume but not acting as a scary player. And then after seeing him, Schusser reportedly grabbed his airsoft and then struck him in the eye with the gun's handle, causing significant injury. He told him he thought he was a statue, per police report. And he said that after realizing he hit a person, not a decoration, he allegedly began laughing and was not apologetic, says the complaint. So the victim bled. They followed Schusser, who ran outside. They were trying to keep him from leaving. They took his airsoft. He's booked into local jail. They released him on $15,000 bond. Okay, make this make sense. Why would you go into somebody's house and be like, I'm going to break their belongings in the first place? Secondly, who in this day and age would have such an event? I'm not saying that like as a way to, uh, you know, to lessen the guilt of the the guilty party. But why would you? Why? Because you cannot trust a single fool in this world. Why would you open your house up like that? I don't understand. Doesn't make any sense to me. So I I don't know, man, this just mm -mm. Uh, let's see. We, um, a little league, two little league coaches got into an argument over kids who were acting like they were smoking candy cigarettes and drinking water that looked like beer for Halloween. Oh boy, all these stories are coming out now. Here we go. Uh, they said that tensions were flaring. It was at, uh, floor in Florida as parents and coaches at a little league game got into an argument in Palm coast. They were mad over some of the Halloween costumes because some of the opponents wore costumes of characters from the bad news bears movie where they used candy cigarettes and cans of water called Liquid Death. Uh, 
So they got into an argument about it because some people are tight wads or, or tied up about it, and it ended up police getting involved. Golly. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. Google Gemini correctly predicts the present day. Mind control matrix. The internet, television, even our phones wouldn't just be distractions, but tools used to manipulate the masses and suppress critical thinking. I said that correctly. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Just to be clear here, I mean, what, when you talk about peaceful coexistence, you imagine a, a pluralistic democratic state in the full land from the river to the sea, as people call it the one-state solution. But that would be, I mean, fundamentally, the people that adhere to Zionism and think Israel should exist as a Jewish state, like, they're just not going to like that. I'm not, I just want to clarify what the actual oh, positions are. I understand are. that. And, you know, Chris, look, I grew up in the most beautiful, blackest city in the country, where separate but equal didn't work. We saw it in our own country. But I'm not going to push it on the people. If folks want to push for a two-state, go for it. But guess what? Guess what? Netanyahu's current government is not supporting that. He's literally Hamas said doesn't it support to us it, over and over again. He doesn't want to coexist with Palestinians. She's a terrorist. And we're saying no. We're going to have a peaceful, a peaceful coexistence and pushing against uh, those that want to target people solely based this. on the this fact is just of Hamas propaganda. This Hamas apologist, this terrorist supporter—that's what she is. She's outright lying. Israel actually came out. They did. A, they left Gaza unilaterally 2005 they said fine do two-state solution hamas literally has it in their charter that's the elected government of gaza to not support the two-state solution they refuse to write they that's the difference the big difference between hamas and fatah fatah recognized and i still think they're terrorists too fatah uh uh one of the reasons they got into a fight with hamas is because fatah said okay israel can exist hamas won't say that and hamas runs gaza and technically, they run West Bank, too. You could say that it's the Palestinian Authority. Palestinian Authority, the chair of that is Fatah. Um, and, and Hamas has enjoyed such popularity in West Bank that they pretty much are the de facto. They run de facto uh, West Bank. I mean, that's, that's it. That is absolutely it. So there's no way around it. Welcome back to the program, by the way. Dana Lesh here with you. Top of this third hour. You can listen coast to coast, stream the radio program, watch the simulcast, Channel 347 Direct TV, as well as YouTube and Facebook. And as I told you, I guess this was Monday. You know, the original, you know, the whole idea of from the river to the sea, the original Arabic on that is literally about the entire annihilation of Israel. It's the entire annihilation of Israel. That's what it's about. End of. She's lying. And she's lying when she says that, oh, it's everybody else that didn't want. No, literally. I mean, that's what Hamas said. And they came out and said again last week that they are going to continue doing October 7th over and over again because they, again, don't believe in Israel's, they don't believe Israel should exist. That's them. That's Hamas. And that's the truth of it. The end. And so I, uh, I just find she's just mad because she was censured. She's mad because she lost, really, for her. It's not that she was censured. It's that she lost some of the influence in the party because the far-left faction of the Democrat Party has been hammering this point, and they've lost 
I think this is a measure of the limit of their influence within. That's what she's really mad about. If we're being honest about it, that's what she's very upset about. I got an update too. I just I was look watching this video. So do you remember this? Let me pull this up. Remember the story that I was uh, sharing with you about the reporter who was in Gaza and he had uh, honest reporting had done a big feature on it. This guy in Gaza, uh, one of the reporters who was there when all of this stuff was was just breaking down, et cetera, et cetera. And they had a picture of one of the reporters without like his vest on. And then one of, and Juan has the photo for the simulcast. They had the other about um, with one of the other reporters literally getting a kiss on the cheek from the Hamas leader that organized October 7th. So Hassan Islaya, who is, one of the freelance journos for CNN and Reuters is literally on video riding a bike and he's got a grenade in his hand, like on his way to go and I guess murder some Jewish people. He's literally on a motorbike. It's a 30 something second video. And he's got a grenade in his hand. Boy, that sounds like. And he deleted the video from his own Facebook page. They're rushing to uh, scrub the Internet. They're really rushing to scrub the Internet. This is wild, wild, wild. This guy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I. And they haven't really said anything. CNN and all the other guys that are, you know, I really do think, I'm not surprised by the legacy press with us, number one. Number two, can we stop pretending that this is all just Hamas members? Everybody acts like they have members-only jackets on, and they have, like, badges, and they're, no, a lot of it was civilians and members of the press, apparently. It was. That's an uncomfortable truth that nobody wants to talk about. A lot of civilians that participated in it. Members of the press. That's all true. That's indisputable. Hmm. Hmm. Somebody goes, how do we know that the uh, hand grenade wasn't just a cleverly designed voice recorder? He's on a motorbike with terrorists and he's got a grenade in his hand and he's showing everybody he's got a grenade in his hand. Juan's showing you on the simulcast now. This is this guy's video. He scrubbed it from Facebook and he's been trying to get it off the internet, but everybody's, it's too late. And he's holding a bit and that's his grenade in his hand. That's him, that's him holding the grenade. He's like bragging about it. CNN and Reuters hired this guy. He's just one of a whole bunch that worked for the press. Terrorist, some terrorists that CNN and all these people were using as their sources. So it makes sense when they're like, well, the uh, quote unquote Palestinian health ministry, you mean Hamas. Because everything's Hamas. It's the Hamazi. Like the paparazzi, but it's the Hama, it's the Hamazi, the Hamasazi, the Hamas paparazzi, Hamazi. Germany Christmas. That's just inexcusable. There are a lot of people because honest reporting 
which is a separate entity, they were they were, they were saying correctly. Okay, this is bringing up a lot of ethics questions. You think? I don't think it brings up questions. I think it brings up full on proclamations. A lot of the legacy press was literally using terrorists. They were using terrorists. These people stood by and they took pictures after they rode over there on uh, bikes with uh, hand grenades and they, they, they took pictures and they watched these people be violated and kidnapped. There's no excuse. It's just, uh, just there's no excuse for that. I have uh, some other things I want to touch on as well. Uh, because speaking of which, I mean, we just don't, uh, I, I mean, this is a hor- horrific story. This happened in Texas. Speaking of not knowing who's coming into the country, etc. Eight people are dead after a human smuggler drove a car full of illegal immigrants into an SUV driven by an American citizen during a pursuit in Texas. It occurred on U.S. Highway 57 near Batesville. It killed two Americans, says local authorities. It happened early in the morning, 50 miles from the border. The Americans, the couple hailed from Georgia, they were in the front seat of an SUV. It was struck by the smuggler's vehicle, and it occurred again off U.S. Highway 57. And the car had been speeding away. Troopers later confirmed that several of the deceased were from Honduras. Uh, and this is the latest. I mean, the, the I can't even, the wreck pictures are horrific. I mean, the the SUV was obliterated. I mean, it was obliterated obliterated there is oh my gosh it is just and then there was a honda also just that that was uh that was where the driver was that just obliterated i mean they drove head on into this this is so bad this is what's happening at the border but you know it's supposed to be compassionate or something like that i don't know i you know this is this is what the administration states uh and the some of the coverage from this came from bill malugin and they were saying that Everybody in both vehicles were killed, according to Texas DPS. Uh, and uh, uh, it was the, the smuggler and the illegal immigrants. The illegal immigrants were all from Honduras. The smuggler was from Houston. And they said that they identified the couple from Georgia was an elderly married couple, uh, Jose and Isabel Lerma. And they, I mean, the couple, they set up a, a, a GoFundMe for the couple because they, they were killed instantly. Uh, when the smuggler wrote, and you know what? I'm going to tell you something. All of this stuff on the left. I mean, this is this is a couple from Georgia. They were driving. They they it, the 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 GoFundMe. It's just heartbreaking. Um, Jose and Isabel Lerma, and they said that um, they just they're they're really they're raising money for funeral expenses, and that was it. So here you have again another story. Who are the people who are most disproportionately hit by illegal immigration? It's, I mean, it's typically Hispanic Americans, you know, the ones that Democrats pretend don't exist. They act like McAllen, Texas doesn't exist because a lot of people in McAllen who are Hispanic Americans, they're, they're like, we don't like illegal immigration. You will never in your life see CNN or any of these legacy press people go down to a place like McAllen. They will never go down to Brownsville. They will never go to any border town and talk to any. They will never get and do what they call man on the street style interviews where they send out a camera, they send out a dude with the mic and they ask people in the street, like, what do you think? They will never do that there because they will destroy their narrative. I mean, this couple, there's just, they're an elderly Hispanic couple. They were just, you know, living their best life, driving, you know, doing what they, they had a family. They're not going to be, they're not, they're not grandparents, not going to be there for Christmas this year. 
because of a smuggler that is exploiting the wide open border. And it's not going to be the last time either this happens. Not going to be the last time. You know, the, what gets me is that this couple, they're not famous. They're not athletes. They're not in Hollywood. And it's just so sad to me because they're, nobody's going to say anything about it. They're just not going to, just a, another footnote in a horrific sordid tale here about the open border. And all the people who claim to be so compassionate about uh, this issue and about, uh, oh, the lives of people coming across the border, they don't care. Just like they didn't care when they were shoved in the back of an 18-wheeler. Remember when they found that? Oh, my gosh. Coming up, the House is moving to slash Poot Booty Juice's salary to a dollar. A dollar. And dollar. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five. So in today's news, I got a question for you guys. We caught a possum in the attic. So I got a question for you guys coming up about that. That's news. That's news. Uh, Hackers have targeted Las Vegas plastic surgeons and posted patient information and naked photos online. How did they get their naked photos? Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, not that they got hacked and they... Okay. Because I was like, how do they get... What what are they doing there? Uh, The FBI is investigating how cyber criminals obtained medical records and naked patient photos from a Las Vegas plastic surgery office, posted them online for ransom. They included, like, their names, their social security numbers. Okay, yeah, the before and after, the photos of them, the court documents that they said that uh, it... The hack predates the other stuff in Vegas, including the cyber attack on MGM resorts. Wow. And it shows their, like, boobage. And it contains, apparently, patients' faces. A dozen women have filed lawsuit against the office. Hankins and Son Plastic Surgery and uh, Associates. They said that they didn't do enough to protect their private and personal information. And so... And so, they, uh, excuse me, they, they targeted them and they put they posted that has to be horrible golly got all your bits and bobs out there that's just now i when i first saw this headline i read hitler brought home a snake to show kids it's a hiker hiker brought home a snake to show kids and ended up in the hospital well probably because it was a super poisonous snake it was in australia so that's where the first mistake was made and it was he thought it was a harmless diamond python uh, no, it was actually a broad-headed snake, which looks just like a diamond python, but it's not because it'll kill you. And uh, they said that he was hiking. He was bitten. He didn't think of anything anything of it until he got home and got uber sick. And uh, so, yeah, he vomited. It was horrible. His whole hand swelled up. I mean, just stop grabbing weird stuff in nature, especially if you're in Australia. Stop it. Leave it there. Don't be doing that kind of stuff. Just no. 
uh, a confused deer broke into a Lansing lingerie shop, and it was like a bull in a china shop, but very, very different. And a Texas Southern band member punched a heckler into the st- in the stands, and then marching band continued playing like a boss at Texas Southern University. Stick with us. Can I tame my possum? Ready to grow your intellectual Rolodex? Download the Dana Show podcast and join the ranks of those who refuse to settle for the same old boring content on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-mm-mm. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. So we caught a possum in our attic. This is news and important to me. I need a break from everything. Okay. So we caught... A, I have, oh gosh, this is, we're not cutting any of this, just to let you know, okay, because this will be used against me for forever. I have a weird history with possums. I have a weird is- history with a lot of wildlife. <laughs> All right, so first off, we call, I, I like the possums now because I understand them. I feel like we get, this is literally this possum that Juan is going to show in the cage literally just came out of our attic. This, this is a, a 30 minutes old photo. That's a big little dude. Look at his little hands, his wee little hands. There's like, he's so funny. I don't even know him. And I'm like, we're BFFs. I feel like Snow White, right? Like you, you think an animal's cute and all of a sudden you think you can talk to birds and stuff. I don't know. Um, but I, we, so we caught this thing in our attic and um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know anything about possums other than they eat ticks and stuff I hate and they kind of get a bad rap, right? Unless they got the rabies. They're generally, you know, pretty easygoing little dudes. You know what I mean? Now, I didn't always think this way. I'm going to come back to how can I tame this thing and make it my friend. So let me just tell you this story. You're going to judge me and that's okay. You know, it's fine. So in our old house, when we first moved here, uh, we came across, we had like two days to get a house. I didn't want to, I didn't want to rent because property prices go up so fast. And I was like, I'll be able to get some equity. So we got this house that literally backed up to this cutting ranch, like tons of acreage. And I, I used to look out the back window and pretend all the horses were mine. And uh, there, there were a lot of coyotes, right? We would hear the yips of the coyotes at night. I actually thought it was calming. And then, you know, the coyotes started eating stuff, right? First, it was this, uh, what's the bird? It's not a pheasant. What is it? Quail? No, it's the thing that when it makes its bird noise, it sounds like a woman being attacked. Guinea. Oh my gosh. Like those things are like guineas and peacocks are built are nature's alarms. So we'd have this guinea that would run around the neighborhood and it would go like that's the sound it makes. Like it just does that. And I tried to lure it. I wanted to keep it like in my fenced area as like an alarm. And I tried to I didn't have like any cornmeal or whatever the hell those things eat. So I just had Doritos and I was taking my Doritos and I was trying to lure it. It didn't work. Uh, And my neighbors thought I was nuts. So anyway, our neighbor, uh, who also backed up to the, the cutting ranch, they had this little floof dog. I don't know what it was. It was a, I can't pronounce it, Bichon Freeze? Don't correct me. The chat will be like, Dana, it's Bichon, whatever. The, the Bichon Freeze, whatever that poodle is, that thing. The white fluffy thing. They had one of those, right? And they were getting ready to take this dog with them, and they were going to go to the lake. Something like that. It was in the morning. Next thing we know, all hell's breaking loose because they let the dog outside in their fenced yard. The wife went back in just to get her coffee. And in the time that she went back in to get her coffee, 
coyotes dug under their fence, grabbed their little fluff dog, and took it up and ate it all. Ate it all up. I'm like, oh my gosh, so it was crazy, right? Everybody was nuts. We'd see coyotes walking. I mean, it was nuts. So I had this in my mind one evening, and it's all on our security camera video, which we'll never see the light of day. It's never going to happen. Because the video shows, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing something. We had just finished dinner. I got my laptop in my lap, and our, my son went outside with our dogs. Uh, our, we had two French bulldogs at the time, Rocco and Louie. He went outside with them uh, because, you know, we were just a little nervous because, you know, Coyote had just eaten a dog, and we're like, eh, maybe go out and scare the coyotes off. The next thing I know, I hear, blah, 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 and I heard Louie going crazy. Louie always alerts to everything, but it was unusual to also hear Rocco bark. Rocco sounds like a Rottweiler when he barks. He's very deceiving. And I Duke boyed it over the couch, and Chris followed me. You've seen the video, right, Kane? Kane's dying because he's seen it. Duke boyed over the couch, and we go outside, and, and my oldest son is, like, holding off Louie, and Rocco's being real chill. And the backyard was pitch black. We didn't have any lights on in the back. There was the full moon out, almost a full moon. And I saw the moonlight hit like a sliver of fur, and it looked gray and matted. And now just please understand what I had just dealt with that day. Coyotes just ate our neighbor's dog, right? So my first thought is, Coyote. And my, I'm going to protect my dogs, right? I'm going to protect my dogs, my kid. I'm going to protect my family. So everything was cool. And we're like, Louie, just don't go sideways. Louie went sideways as I thought it. Like he immediately was like, I'm going to, you know, to death and just charged. So I'm like, well, hell, here we go into the breach. And I went with him because that's what I do. I don't know. I'm like, I'll ask questions later. And I just ran right, you know, I launched myself into a dark corner of the yard where the light would not touch, except for the sliver of moonlight that illuminated just the brief, brief sight of gray matted fur, which I had convinced in my mind was a coyote, maybe a werewolf. Who the hell knows? It was like this time last year. It was right around Halloween, Kane. I kid you not. So I launched myself into this dark corner of the yard. And my, I can hear Louie fighting with something. So I'm like, I'm just going to feel for stuff that doesn't feel like Louie. And I'm going to start wailing, man. That's what I'm going to do. Like, I, I, it was, you know, it was like um, I invoked my Ozark brawl power. You know, I immediately like kicked it into gear. And uh, then I could hear Chris yelling at me to stop. And I was just slinging stuff around, punching stuff. And rolling around, and the guy had Lou. I had Louie in my arm. Louie's going crazy. I'm punching something with my hand, and I don't know what it looked like. Positive, our neighbors thought, what the hell are these people doing now? And um, then the next thing I knew, I heard somebody go, it's a possum. <laughs> and then my husband, who has not jumped into the fray, and is standing there looking at me very just like a he, again, giving me the look of a dad who just realized his son couldn't catch a football, staring at me. And he's like, it's what it, dogs do, Dana. He's like yelling at me. I realized I literally was fighting with a possum. I think I d- was doing it more than Louie was <laughs> at that point. And at some point, it decided to pretend that it was dead. And I just kept going because it was pitch dark. And this all happened like in the span of 60 seconds. And then I felt real bad because I was like, oh, I punched it to death. Wait a minute. No, it's just plain dead. And then Louie got it and ran and that was a whole other thing. So long story short, I was dirty. Do you know that 
they smell like armpits. They are so stinky. It's like a it's like a bum that washed himself with a dirty armpit. I don't know how to describe it. It's so nasty. And I could not get the smell off my hands and my arms. I had I was like lemons, the steel soap bar for onions, like whatever. It was so bad. So anyway, that um then Chris made me feel real bad about it. He's like, well, it says here on the internet that these things eat ticks and they don't get rabies and they actually kill all the stuff you hate and you were out there fighting with it. I was like, in my defense, I thought that it was a, a coyote or a werewolf. It was dark. It's around Halloween. I don't know. So, I know. Like, I, my family ate these damn things. I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm like, I couldn't see. It was dark. So anyway, now fast forward, I, I, I find them that, I find that we're, we're rather allies, right? The possums and I. Now someone's like, you're not going to think that if you have chickens. Well, I don't have chickens. So, meh. but I feel, you know, like we, we could be friends if they weren't so weird and didn't fall over and hiss all the time. Although I do that too. But I like their little hands, paws, whatever the hell they are, those little things. Um, and, you know, they're, they're generally useful. Weird as all get out. Like it's, it's like what an alien thought an animal on earth might look like and pieced it together, right? And glued some fur on it. That's what they look like. They're weird looking. But um, so anyway, there's one in our attic and we got it in this cage and I'm just looking at the little dude. He's got little snowman eyes. He's awfully adorable. I feel, you know, you know, I, they get a bad rap. I mean, I'm just saying like if someone, are you misgendering this? Hell, I don't know. They all look like he's unless they come with like the Warner brothers eyelashes and a bow. I'm just going to assume, right. Or babies hanging up. Yeah. Unless there's some babies on teats. I don't see any, I know they got a little pouch. They are technically marsupials, I believe. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, if someone wanted to tame one as like a pet, definitely not talking about myself. If they wanted to tame it for a pet, I mean, maybe, you know, is there someone said you got to do it from the time that they're babies. We're not killing the thing. Of course, I mean, we're going to release it somewhere by a lake. And I'm like, great, by a lake where there's gators. Great. He's going to get eaten by a damn gator. So I don't know. Uh, But I'm just saying I'm like totally not asking for myself. Twitter's going nuts because I asked the question. And uh, yeah, they said that they're big rats with bigger tails. Kill them. I'm not killing it because they eat ticks and stuff I hate. They're, they're, somebody said they're the cleanup crew. They're, aren't they like nature's janitors? They're like little nature janitors. I'm not going to kill nature's janitor. Let him know. Let him go. I just don't want him up on my attic. Like, stay out of my stuff, right? You know, like, don't be getting up on my attic. I don't need you messing around my Christmas decorations, okay? I mean, we're getting ready to put those out for Jesus's birthday. I don't need you being around them. So, I'm just, you know, I don't know where it, I would like to keep him. You know, you could put a little harness on him. You know, he'd be like a little pet. You know, I can't get him near Rocco because Rocco, even though he's got his issues. Anyway, long story short, the, uh, apparently everybody's torn. They're like, don't do it. And then yes, do it. And then others are like, you can't unless they're like babies. You, you, they're wild at this point, which I agree. It's probably true, but I'm just, you know. So anyway, that's what's going on in my life with the big, uh, the possums and all that came. So I don't know. I mean, I just feel like, you know, I, he's, he, I, I guess, you know, I don't have any ticks or anything in my, um, and on my property. So I guess that's, you know, he's been helping out. Right. So what you could do. I mean, can you, I know that you'd be dedicated to training him if you thought you could. Um, but I don't want you to think you can. Why? Because you can't. 
Someone said that chicken also chickens also eat ticks and turns them into chicken. Really? Yeah. Nice. I just don't know if I like to eat tick made chicken. See what I'm saying? Chicken. Yeah. Somebody said they had a whole family of possums that they feed every day and they're sweet and gentle. Oh, see, look at that. And anyway, I just, you know, so I'm just throwing it out there. I just think that, uh, yeah, I know they probably carry some nasty stuff, but anyway, so I'm just thinking about it. Chris has already said no, so I'd have to literally sneak it into the house to make this happen. Pretty sure I can't hide a possum. <laughs> sneak it in. I mean, Good luck with that. if you have some suggestions on how I may do that, I mean, I'm all ears, but you know, when if, if you're cold, they're cold, right? <laughs> How well would that go? Can you hear? <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, I, you know, if you got any advice, I'm open to hearing it. I mean, I do want one as a pet. I think it'd be neat. Somebody said they eat cat food. Uh, no, you're going to eat steak like the rest of us. We don't do cat stuff up in this house, okay? We don't do cat. I'm allergic to cats. We don't do cat food. Ooh, that's the other thing. I wonder if I'd be allergic to possums. Oh, if by I'm the allergic way, to possums cat. never get rabid from what I understand. Like, they don't get rabid. I heard they Oh, they don't? Because the internet's never wrong, as you know. Right. Like, like if you are if you got a sniffle and you Google it, you know, you yeah. got AIDS. Cancer. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to die. It's Ebola AIDS, like a whole new kind. Just saying. Uh, some of the... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everybody needs a possum. It could be my Christmas possum. I'm just saying. Uh, so the uh, we've been going over some of the latest. We had the debate recap. Someone was asking me, who do you think won the debate? I think not because they overpowered them with energy, but just because they kept it chill. I think I, I think DeSantis took the debate, and it's not just because I like him. I think that Haley, even though I'm not a fan of her foreign policy in the slightest, I think she performed well. Uh, Tim Scott was there. <laughs> um, and also Chris Christie, who's still on his I Hate Trump campaign. And then uh, Vivek did not do well because he came off as too try hard and just unnecessarily mean. And I think people didn't like that. Uh, So that's how I thought. That's how I thought it went down. It went down like that. Follow Dana on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, because knowledge is your ultimate superpower. On time. Kane, do your voice. What, what were you saying? I'm telling you right now, that ceasefire is not real. That's what she sounds like, that lady from the plane. I'm That's exactly, what was that? Some I don't even remember. What, were they, what was she protesting on? I couldn't stop laughing long enough. Oh, ceasefire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ceasefire. She wanted to, uh, that uh, uh, Mickey Mouse character wanted a ceasefire. That's what it sounded like. What a ceasefire, okay? That's exactly what it sounds like. Like the South Park's, South Park's Mickey. Yeah. So, there you have it. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. Friday tomorrow. And uh, we're going to talk uh, more about the, uh, what Republicans need to do going into 2024. Because I'm telling you, the, the elections, I'm telling you right now, the elections that happened. On, <laughs> I'm never going to stop. This is going to keep going. Uh, on the 7th, I think it portends something kind of bad. Coming up in 24 if we don't get a, right, a handle on it. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow. All right, Kane. Day of stupidity. All right. What a weird is, show, man. It is our Vice President Kamala Harris. I, uh, 
I thought I'd set this up, but let's just play it. You can hear it. Listen to this. To ask, look around the room and then ask who's not in the room. And then figure out how to bring them in. What? And often, and all of the, the, the leaders here know, often it's not just because you might leave the door open. What? That's not enough. You got to go out to where folks are. Yeah. Literally, like where they are. Be it where they are geographically oh, or where they are in terms of what they're bringing in terms of life experience to what? the moment. What? To be able to connect with what? them. What is she saying? I have no idea. Uh, what? Yeah, that does it for us today, folks. Uh, I'll be back behind the mic with you tomorrow, Friday. Have a great night. Back with you then.